fun. I like it. It's very fun. Hey, welcome to 20 and 21. Am I by myself this week again? You'll have to find out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> are, are, at the end of the day, aren't we all? <laughs> yes, we all die alone. Uh, here we go now, though. Uh, it's 2021. My name is Joseph Frisch. We were just talking about Invincible. Shark has finally started watching. I should say finally. I'm the latest guy ever to watch this. It's a great Mark Wahlberg movie. It's really Invincible. <laughs> for Disney. Say <laughs> <laughs> how do you mind for me? That's right. <laughs> is that Another what you're talking uh, about? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Invincible, Untouchable, what's the difference? Oh, Invincible uh, on Amazon P-Rhyme, which is going to start having commercials uh, next year, I hear. Um, unless you pay a little extra. Uh, what do you think of Invincible yeah. there, Shark? Oh, I'm digging it so far. I'm only like four episodes in. So, like, you know, it's it's just kind of setting everything up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have there's there's lots of questions, no answers. Uh But, I, you know, but yeah, it's, it's compelling. I'm enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. So much fun. It's not... Uh, Go ahead. <coughs> well, I was just going to say, it's not quite as, uh, you know, I think maybe I had some expectation of, of like, you know, heavy humor like the boys, like you the know boys, what I mean? Like, yeah. oh my God, but that's, but that, but that's still funny, you know what I mean? Um, no, the humor in And it's, it's different a, than that. No, yeah, the humor in it's not really that heavy or dark necessarily. The humor just comes from the characters, which is what I like in, in shows generally. Um, it, right. Uh, and the scenarios that they're in. Um, I was drawn to it because it has old Jason Manzukas in it, of course, which is from my favorite uh, How This Get Made podcast I've uh, been listening to for a decade now, which kind of blows my mind. Um, <coughs> and uh, so he's the uh, he's like the the, the a hole that cheats on <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> um, that guy. Well, cheats on yeah, Jillian Jacobs. Yes, from uh, Community, and of course. You, and you also know him from yes, that's right. And he you also know him from um, Big Mouth. He's uh, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Hello. He's Jay, isn't he yes, from Big yeah, Mouth? That's yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jay Bilzerian. <laughs> Stop quoting your dad's commercials. No. <laughs> Uh, I think you guys. I wish you guys would try out how this get made. It really is the best podcast I think that's probably ever been. Um, they just watch a movie and then they discuss the movie in, in great hilarity. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna have to try it because like I listen to all these you know Guitar Gear podcasts, thinking mm-hmm. they're gonna talk about Guitar Gear, and like they don't ever, ever, ever. There, I mean, it's, they're like, it's it's like us. You know what I mean? We have a show that's based on you know rating the top twenty movies in tw- in the first twenty one years. I don't know things. whatever this. Yeah, we got this premise, and that's not what at all we do. But but that's what podcasting is. I've learned, and yes. so it's okay. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely down for it because it's like. It's crapshoot. I think you can just get on there and get like the knitting podcast, and they're going to be talking about aliens. <laughs> you know what? Actually, the knitting and quilting podcast do not, because my wife listens to quilting. <laughs> I mean, and do they, do they stay on task? Yes, I think they do. <laughs> Actually, one of her podcasts she listens to is like the sweetest, most progressive poly, uh, podcast I've ever heard. It's called The Sewist or something out of like, Canada, and they start the show by, like, the we used I used to do it when I started our show, because I heard them. They would be like, we're coming from the indigenous lands of the <laughs> blah, blah people, <clears throat> from the, and they, they give all these, uh, you know, That's where... That's where that came hey, you from. Gotta, them, them quilters are wild now. Um... <laughs> I was playing, I'm not kidding you, I was playing the Executive Inn down in Paducah, and, and you know, the, the National Quilting Museum is in Paducah, and mm-hmm. so therefore they have the National Quilting Should Bee in oh. Paducah, and so I happened to be doing, you know, a four-night stint at the Executive Inn down there when the, uh, the National Quilters Convention was going on, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I, whew, 
It was yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. Wild times, huh? <laughs> Man, quilters getting their yeah. On. Ginger and Pickles had a had a sign out in front that uh, that weekend. It was like you know Saturday wet t shirt contest. Welcome quilters. <laughs> I wish I was making that part up. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm not. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, welcome to the show. How you doing, Doc Warridge is out there. How you doing, Doc? Uh, <laughs> oh, we've started. Yo, yo. I'm hanging in. I'm keeping it real. Keeping it real. Living the dream. I understand. I understand. Uh, sorry about the. Man. I guess we, I need to apologize. I was sick last week and had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Apparently, I put out a uh, a version of the podcast that was just me. Um, I hear from uh, at least two people <laughs> listening to it. It was quite entertaining. <laughs> so, uh, but the fixed one is up there. Uh, sorry about that. I want to talk about a few things on today's show. I got some scary movies to give. It to, was uh, it was Rob's like getting the uh, the isolated track from the show. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, it's just listen, the bass. Listen to Eastwood's isolated vocal on the podcast. You can kind of hear you guys through the headphones bleeding through every once in a while. This week on a special 2021, Eastwood goes solo. Man, I don't have time to do Rob, it. Rob and I were on strike. Uh, we, you know, we didn't want the, that little red thing in our olives on the catering anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've uh, exhibit I, A. <laughs> I've did this. I done this on. I did this on my old show, uh, my old podcast, and I've wanted to do it on here, but I don't have the time and energy anymore. But I used to have episodes begin with previously on, <laughs> and it would be literally ten minutes of things that never happened. <laughs> that never happened. Show that sounded like they were from an action TV show on the set of Twenty Four. Like I, love, I love it when a guy puts out an album that's called The Best Of and, and they're all unreleased songs. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Shark Tank. It's, like, it's not the greatest me. hits. This is The Best Of. That you know, reminds it's just my me. Best stuff. Yes. Shark, yeah. My favorite's the uh, Don't Let Me Forget This Point I'm Getting To, but uh, my favorite is the the greatest hits. And then here's two more that you've never heard of. Right, right. Yeah, we're going to try to sell you these, by the way. So Shark and I were talking the other day and we came up with a, what we might think is a brilliant idea. So, back in the 90s, <laughs> they popularized, remember at the end of a CD, Rob, you'd have a secret song, right? Right. You know, so it might be like, uh, so many tracks go by, or 69 seconds go by, and then a song starts, <laughs> something, you know, 420 seconds ooh, go so, by. Anyway, so, and nowadays, what do we have at the end of movies? We have stingers, right? For that, like, kind of give you a taste of what's to come. Right. So Shark and I want to start doing those tags on songs. <laughs> right? <laughs> so at the end of a song or album, there's like, you know, you think the album's over. So it's a combination of the 90s trick. Yeah. Of, oh, this album's done, but for some reason it's still playing? Huh? Yeah, I and like that. And then at the end, we're kind of trying to get Robbie Folks to show up, and you just hear him play a guitar like, and he says... There's someone I think you guys need to talk to. There's an organization that's been watching you. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Arlo, Arlo Guthrie's dead, isn't he? I guess he can't. <laughs> I don't know why I thought he would be a good, he would be a good guy. It was either that or outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> album. Uh, yeah, album like tag. shots from the studio. Somebody dressed up like Burt Reynolds randomly in the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what do I have to talk about today? We have. Hey, I finally watched John Wick Four. I know I'm like a year late. <laughs> um, uh, have you guys all watched the, the Jonathan Wick Four? Oh, I saw it in the I theater. Think I, I, I think I've did. seen all of them, and yeah, and I could I couldn't tell you at this point. Sure, I like the I like the universe. Well, I enjoy it. I'll I tell like you the movies. Why, yeah, I'd watch one right now. <laughs> I enjoy the universe too. They're fun movies, but I'll tell you why you can't remember them. Because they're all the same GT. I think that's right. Hey, yeah, hey, I think that's now right. Now wait a minute, and Eastwood. Everybody's different because he just travels oh, to a different part of the world and does yes, the same thing. And he uses it. <laughs> Here's the thing: if you watch them consecutively, they don't make any sense because in movie two, John Wick is all about these judo tosses. Everybody he fights, he's judo tossing onto the ground. Like, right. It is every fight. John Wick three. Not a single judo toss. He's all into some kind of new, uh, like, kicking thing. He's doing, like, kicks. No Judy Chop? He's no Judy Chop. He's punching horses <laughs> to make horses Whoa. kick people. That seems to be his you main move in part three. Is He's like, hey, I can punch a horse. Got a horse around? I know how to punch a horse to make it kick a guy and kill it. Uh, and then in the new movie, he's got hardly not. He's like, ah, oh, I'm going to use nunchucks in this one. I don't. I, I listen. I love the movies. As I tell my son all the time, you can criticize something and still love it. I think they're highly entertaining. I think they're so well done and choreographed. Um, I think Keanu is unbelievable. But they since after number one, they need to cut about half the movie out because yes, I just, they're, get, they're gets, getting too long. Yes, it gets so like okay, he killed eight guys that came in after him. All right, cool. Now let's move to the next scene. Nope, here come eight more guys. All right, he killed them. Let's move to the scene. Nope, here come 16 guys. He's going to kill them differently. Is this done yet? Oops. Nope, there's going to be 10 more guys at least, and they're even more pro <laughs> assassins than the last guy. Secondly, I looked up the tally on this <coughs> effing thing. He's killed 743 people throughout these movies, something like that. Well, that's what happens when you kill a dog. Well, well yeah, yeah I mean, at, least, at least his motivation is pure, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, no, and seriously, this is not, you know, one of those snarky, well, isn't that... It? But, but I mean, is is that... So the type of film, like well, those no. Korean, you know, cutting up films... Oh, no, no, I, I mean, I, is that, is that where it comes point. from? Or, me, uh, you know, yes, it's absolutely where it comes from. But they... They seem to know when to stop it and move to the next scene, as opposed to like, well, here's some more, and here's some more. Oh, right, right, here's right, some right. More. But no, I was going to say, did, out of 700, uh, mac and cheese is good. Yes, a, a whole exactly. Ton right. is better. Right. So my problem, though, out of 743 so-called assassins, keep in mind these are professional assassins. These aren't just Joe Blows off the street. That's an killing. awful lot of assassins. That's first of all. There's that's so many assassins. He's killed all these assassins, right? Not a single one of them has got a headshot off of this guy. Not one lucky shot. One, not one of the 740. Not a ricochet. Be, I don't know what world they're living in, but these are the lousiest assassins that have ever assassinated anybody. How, I, how could you trust That's them true. to do their job? 743 of them? They need to get Trump in there, clean out that swamp, <laughs> drain that swamp. Whoa. Get some new assassins. Because that, I mean, that hasn't occurred to me. I looked it up, and also, spoilers. <coughs> 
if you haven't seen John Wick 4, I'm sorry, spoilers. At the end, John Wick might be dead, but we know he's not because there's a GD another movie coming. Anyway, uh, at the end, the king of the Bowery King, who I do, do love, Lawrence Fishburne, is the Bowery King, chewing up scenery. The movie starts with him down in the sewers being like, so the Lord hath said the sun returned. He's like chewing it up. Anyway, end of the movie. He says, end quote, where do you think John Wick is? Heaven or hell? And both my wife immediately screamed at the screen. He's in hell, you stupid mother. He's killed 743 people. What are you talking about? Hey, I don't care if this dog died. He Did not turn the other cheek once. He was half of 9-11, for God's sake. You're still mad now, you never forgot about 9-11, but you forgot all about John Wick's Now, anyway, there's something I, I, I need to explain it. to you, Eastwood, that I think will clear up a lot of these problems. Nobody died you know in 9-11, those really reactors? Important. Well, it, it's important to have universes, you know, where things take place. Yeah, so... Yeah. In John Wick 2, it takes place in a Steven Seagal universe. That's why there's oh, so much judo. That's why there's so much judo. Now, in, in John Wick 3, it takes place in a Texas Walker universe. That's why there's a lot of Aquarian, Equestrians everywhere. And, and in John Wick 4, it takes place in a Bruce Lee universe. That's why there's so much nunchuck. Yeah, nunchuck. Once, you, once you get a hold of that, you can see how... Their movies yeah. are flawless. There's no continuity problems. None. They're never too long, and everything makes perfect sense. It's been so long since well, I've I seen hope five is in the Judy Judy Chop style. Judy Chop. Yeah, the, the, the I missed that five, dude. Give him a Judy Chop. He's gonna wear like a red. Did you remember top. the dude with the ears? Yes. <laughs> and the cape. No. <laughs> the you, I've already read this online. <laughs> Spoiler. In John Wick 5, he's going to wear a red karate top with no pants and a oh. black mask, and it's going to be in a Hong Kong Fooey universe. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. He'll have five lines of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Racially inappropriate kung fu dog. Voiced by Scatman Crothers, I do believe. Yeah, my uh, great grandma used to babysit Scatman Crothers. He lived right down the road. If they don't get get David Keith or Keith David, whichever one it is, to do David it, Keith. I'll be mad. Huh? It's David Keith. I think the one you're thinking. That one, yeah, yeah. Now Keith David is the best Elvis impersonator ever. I know. I keep saying it, and I won't stop. I haven't, still haven't seen it. I haven't found it. It's not out there. Not, I don't think it is, but uh -uh. God dang, is it good? Um, it's uh, not. Have it's any not, of you guys but... watched uh, what's Aquaman's that movie there? Oh, Fast X, Fast Ten. Have any of you watched it? No. Oh, okay, Aquaman is so bad in it. Everybody's like, "Oh, Aquaman having a great time making that movie." You can tell how much fun he had making that movie. I don't need people to have fun when they make movies. I just need the movie to be good. <laughs> Dude, the movie'd be good. So, he is you so know, over I the like top. watching them because they're terrible and I enjoy them. This one, from all the previews and everything, looks so terrible. I'm scared I can't enjoy Dude, his terrible. I am too. I enjoy them. They are male. They are hetero camp, is what I call them. They're 100% yeah, hetero camp. They're, I knew we shouldn't have cast Jack Black for that Alfred Hitchcock biopic. <laughs> <laughs> good evening. <laughs> Actually, he'd probably kill it. I think so. Yeah. I can say I can see it. <laughs> too many songs, though. He'd be singing too many things. 
As long yeah, as the right. birds come and attack you. <laughs> chicken <laughs> and a chicken supreme. And a chicken And a cutlass supreme. And a nacho supreme. It <laughs> <laughs> kills me. So, um, my uh, son uh, was upstairs the other day in his uh, bedroom, and we heard him singing the entire, like, front to beginning, no music, just the entire Peaches song, Jack Black Peaches song. And I turned to my wife and I said, if you would have told me my son would be singing a song by the guy that my college girlfriend used to sing a song called, You Don't Always Have to Blink Her Hard, I would have said, no (laughs) way. Nope, 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 nope. That's not the future I'm living in. (laughs) But apparently, yeah, the guy that wrote that song was how I met my uh, college lady friend there. (laughs) Now my son's singing his songs for movies. Mm-hmm. About you don't have to always blink her hard. Um, <laughs> uh, are you guys? Uh, oh yeah, but that fast X. I heard Keanu. It was written for Keanu, um, which would have been so cool to see Say Keanu what? in a fast movie. But instead, Jason Momoa got a hold of it and was like, "I'm picking my wardrobe. I'm changing my dialogue. I'm doing all my own um, uh, uh, blocking work. Nobody's going to tell me where to go or where to stand." <laughs> do it, and I will do it for you. And boy, oh boy, they paid the price. It is god awful. And another cliffhanger movie. I can take the Spider-Man cliffhanger movie because I knew it was a cliffhanger going in. I knew there was a second part going in. This one, no letting you know that at all. Just in straight up, bam, <laughs> to be continued. I can handle the Spider-Man because it was actually a good movie. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> Yes, things happened. It felt like it was uh, a complete movie, like, right up to there. And then it's like, oh, man, now the next one, I can't even wait for what's going to go there. Exactly. Yeah, I wasn't unsatisfied. I was satisfied, and I wanted more. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, well... Of course, they, of course that's, you know, that, that's almost an unfair comparison, because, frankly, the way they've done the, the new Spider-Man stuff is just outstanding. Yeah, it's true. You can't really compare... Uh, anything yeah, that uh, it, people just keep trying to copy it and they keep failing <laughs> miserably. Yeah, yeah. I speak yeah, of man, things that, uh, something that's neat. that didn't copy anything. Uh, I sat down with my family the other night and we watched Blue Beetle, the DC movie Blue Beetle. I have been wanting to watch Blue that Beetle. for a while. Guess what? Um, I don't want to don't Google that, kids. I was, no, um, uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. Please Everybody in my family. It. Everybody in my family loved it. That's all I'll say. Nice. Because the kid who's the star, he's one of the big players in Cobra Kai. And I like him in Cobra Kai. So I was, like, hoping he would, you know, be good. No, it it was uh, original. It was fun. It was heartfelt. Um, I'll say this. George Lopez steals the freaking show. I've always liked George Lopez. Um uh, but he not like loved him, but I was, you know, whatever. George Lippa is funny. Um, he steals the show. It's just a great movie all around. I really dug it. They had a nuanced bad guy, which you never see. Um, there's two bad guys, and one of them is extremely nuanced And by the end. Anyway, uh, yeah, check it out. Blue Beetle, a DC movie that's uh, actually fun and really good all simultaneously. <laughs> and it comes from a, uh, has a, a hard-leaning Mexican um angle um and one of the things i do remember about george lopez is uh, i used to have a friend named pedro in college and pedro had a large family and if you hung out with pedro you hung out with pedro's family (laughs) um, 
<laughs> and all of their family. And um, they would, we, I would be over there sometimes when they would watch George Lopez stand up, and <laughs> it was uh, a thing to behold. It was like watching my dad watching Ernest movies. <laughs> yes. It's like watching my dad watch Lethal Weapon movies. Like, it's just like they could not be happier. Like they got no, jokes no. that I didn't get and they didn't have to explain exactly. them to me. Just made them, you know, like, oh, dumb, dumb gringo doesn't know what this is about. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you found the spot where they make their leg thump. <laughs> so, yeah, Blue Beetle, George Lopez, uh, everything about it is really, really fun. Um, I also finally watched Sisu a couple weeks ago. Sisu's a lot of fun if you haven't watched Sisu. It's, um, it's not quite the phenomenon a lot of people made it out to be, but it's a definitely a fun movie uh, if you haven't watched a Sisu. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch phenomenon. it, but I keep forgetting to. It's fun. It's not that long. Good thing about it. It's pretty short. And it packs all the John Wick action uh, you could want. It's... Uh, it's shark. You probably might have some problems with it because I have no idea about the accuracy. But it's in the final days of World War II, and the Nazis are uh, on a what do they call it there? A uh, burn it all scourge in somewhere. I want to say Poland, but uh, anyway, there's just an old gold miner out there who happens to be an old BA, and uh, they come across him and try to take his gold, much like John Wick. Uh, now I will tell you, he has a dog. <laughs> Much like John Wick. <laughs> something happens to that uh, dog. But I'll tell you this, right before the first battle, he like says something <coughs> to his dog. He like makes a sound to his dog and his dog gets the hell out of there and you never see the dog for a long time after that. Oh, but the dog's nice. safe. Nice. Okay, that's I, that's right, important. Dude, I can to watch me. It. And um, and you know, be be mindful. There's nothing wrong with historical fiction. Just don't create an expectation and then do something different. So for example, sure. You know, if you're going to make a movie about Napoleon that's historical fiction, don't call it Napoleon. Call it like Little Big Man 2. There you go. I like that. <laughs> Little Big Man 2. Get, get, Hoffman, get Hoffman in there. That was a long way around for that joke. I've been thinking about that for four days. <laughs> it's kind of like European. It's expensive. I knew I had a punchline. Uh, Little Big Man 2. Starring Dustin Hoffman Jr., and kids, before you go see Napoleon, no, he did not shoot the nose off the Sphinx. But they had to get the hell out of Egypt because his troops were all getting high on the marijuana, and they couldn't. Couldn't that was like we're not doing that anymore. We got to go back to Europe. <laughs> and they did not shoot the pyramid. However, I see. No, I can no. see why it. Actually, I can't. It, it looks cool. That's the only reason it's in there. It was. It was literally a VFX guy being like. Wouldn't it be super cool? <laughs> oh no, that that's a long perpetuated myth. That, oh, is that, it really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was, it was war propaganda. My, right? uh, so they're like, well, Napoleon's uh, gotcha. up there in Egypt, and he's tearing up the. So he's this shooting is a up little. The stuff. Uh, this is a little propaganda-ish, then. Uh, yeah, the, well, kinda, but sorta. it's but it's stuck. But it's, it's like the Hitler has you know one testicle or carrots are good for your eyes. Thing, I literally you know? thought like my movie brain went like, oh, that was like somebody on the set was like, you should have him shoot the thing. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, it was it was war propaganda that that just stuck. I see. Hey, Ridley is uh, apparently look at this. Denzel is in the new Gladiator movie, so we know Denzel worked with Tony Scott. Well, he's playing Hannibal. Time. Is it, that right? Is it a new Gladiator movie? Yes, 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 I thought is he was playing right? Hannibal. No way. Yeah, okay. I think it's that's really yeah. cool. I had no oh, idea. Wait, I was say just that again. Denzel is going to play Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the new Gladiator, the Gladiator Two. Um, 
Yeah, but, like Hannibal the Carthaginian, not yeah, the like not the not uh, <laughs> fava beans in <laughs> the county. Right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> not, not like the here's my elephants. We're coming over the Alps, and we're gonna uh, yeah. kick your butt. I just uh, I just looked up an article that says Denzel Washington will terrorize Rome as legendary general Hannibal Barca. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm just excited to have Scott uh, back with with our Denzel back Great with Scott. Us, Scott. Because he uh, he did so much with Tony that I'm sure surely him and Ridley have to have a decent relationship, and I like to see Denzel do things. He doesn't really he does that new Equalizer movie, which looks kind of mid, but uh, we shall see. Uh, hey, yeah, I need a good Denzel movie. That's a good point. Love, we haven't had yeah, one in a while. I love Denzel. The last great thing he did was that Shakespeare movie, and ugh, I mean, I love Billy Shakes, but put me to sleep, Denzel. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Remember, the Titans was kind of like the last really great thing. It <laughs> seems like I saw him in. Yeah, seriously. Devil in a blue killed dress. that role. Devil in a oh, blue dress was probably movie. the last. Probably the last thing he did that was. <laughs> I was glory before or after that? What about Training Day? King that was Kong? all. It's oh, all I, I didn't like me. Training Day. It's all I after that. Day I, was I, was good at all. I was literally <laughs> trying to pick the earliest. T- I think it's the best thing Denzel's done since ER. (laughs) Virtuosity, yeah. Virtuosities. He hasn't got better since then. Virtuosity. (laughs) Check out Virtuosity, guys. It's a fun movie. (coughs) Speaking of fun movies, you guys, what do you think about Rebel Moon that's hitting Netflix? Zack Snyder's big thing. They are... Okay. I have seen people say that they think... Have you wait? Let me back up a second. Have you heard about how it's going to be released? Somewhat. Uh, there's like two sections. There's also going to be a director's cut okay. on Netflix as well. So totally it's going to be P- the so other the movie. movie's going to get released yeah. PG-13, and it's going to be yeah. like say two hours and fifteen minutes. Then, mm-hmm. like a year later or something, they're going to release the director's cut, which is rated R. It's three and a half yeah. hours. It completely <laughs> changes the movie. Totally. totally different movie. Like it'd be a different yeah. movie. Different. And movie. then something else. And I'm sitting there thinking, why? Why would you do that? Like, what? Yeah, it's what weird. Is this? It's a weird thing to do to be like, I want to make two I, I movies out of the same movie. Sack yeah, Snyder, you know, he's, that, he's weird like that. That kind of those tales back into that whole. You know, you wait so long. You know, because you can literally watch a whole season of something in you know a day and a half or whatever. Sure. Um, you know, then like you you have to wait. So like I talked about Ozark, wait, Cobra Kai, both wait. shows. It was like I watched them, and then the last season comes out. Squid Game Two just came out. I saw that. Wait, they're doing Squid Game coming out. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I don't know that I care. You know what I mean? So you know, like that that film rolling out. It's almost like. You know, if I'm going to do a, I need to film five seasons of this thing right now. I need to do 50 episodes, mm-hmm. and then I can release them. You know, every six months or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Um, right. No, I'm you know, you. type of thing. Or, Here's well, why. We, yeah, I don't know. So even they if have you guys like don't toy like lines. The show. They have toy lines. They have comic books coming out. Like they are putting a lot into the shows. Um, go ahead, Rob. Let me cut you off. Well, no, what I was going to say is. And I know some of it's to blame for us because we're streaming junkies as a culture. But right, forget, sure, it's our fault. forget for a second the the you know the behind the scenes drama, and forget you know the writer strike and all this kind of stuff. Yellowstone's newest season is not going to come out till this time next year. Oh, so you're talking all two the, years. All the Hollywood podcasts I listen that. to are like next yeah, year's movie. Well, Stranger Slate Things is screwed. 
my next year's TV slate screwed. Like it's all. Yeah. There's not going to yeah. be it for a while. No, Stranger they, Things. They're all going to be like 37 years old by the time this comes out. I heard well, that, that's, that's exactly it. what that's I was what saying I to Coop the other day. I mean, and think about that. You got fans. You know, this isn't Star Wars. Um, you know, are the are the kids who started watching Stranger Things going to care? I mean, have they aged out know. of it by that I think point? They might yeah. He's saying that he's kind of over it because it's it's stupid that they waited this long. He understands there was yeah, a writer strike, but he's like, you still waited too long. Yeah, they did. They waited yeah, way well, too long. Well, that was it. They, yeah, without the writer's strike, it was. They got too much money. They got too many employees. Once they got too much money, and it be, turned into a Netflix wanted to put their fingers in it and get a hold of it, and it, I think it stressed them out, and it, it just went on way too long. It's yeah. Well, I, I and then that. add into it, um, you know, I I was gonna go on a rant about this, but there's no need. Every day I get a new email that a streaming platform I have is increasing their prices, prices three to six yeah, bucks a month. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I look at Netflix and there's really nothing I care about on there anymore. There's really not. Like no. Peaky Blinders, I went there for it. It's yeah, over. I was going to say, we've watched um, the things that were good. Um, yeah, I watched everything on there. So now the only reason I have Netflix is because they get animes that Holden loves. But the second uh, he's over that, I'm ditching Netflix because oh, buddy, um, you're, you're upping my prices uh, a lot, and you're on, giving man. me the Zack Snyder movie, like and you spent like well, here's three hundred million should, uh, dollars on it. Like, come on. Two things, real fast, Rob. Sushi Roll comes with something, and Sushi Roll has so much anime on it. Um, okay. It comes with like Paramount, or I'll look into it. But it, I, Wait, I is have it. Sushi Roll or Crunchy Roll. Crunchyroll, that's what I mean, sorry. Yeah, Holden um, has that, but Netflix gets some stuff that he... Oh, that doesn't. Feels okay. Like he they have, oh, get. Netflix anyway. has the sushi roll. They have the sushi roll. They have the California roll. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I was going to say is we need to maybe keep an eye on We're this. We're going to get some uh, damn bait. This Rebel Moon thing, because this was Zack Snyder's Star Wars. He wrote... Correct. Oh, I want to see it. I want to see it. A trilogy for Star Wars that got either... They just decided they didn't want to make it. He took it and turned it into this. So I, I, I'm very curious, like, how much Star Wars he left in there. It's, it's you know like what I mean? Kentucky Fried movie. Like, yeah, like, are we going to see things that are like, oh, he just changed the name of that to that? <laughs> He's got the Schwartzes with him. I was going to say, this, hey, look at this, look at this bookie. His name is Blue <laughs> <laughs> They're landing on Sago Bar. <laughs> I have my shine saber with me. I have right. I have my light sword. Was it He Man that had a yeah. his sword? Was kind of a lightsaber, wasn't it? <laughs> What's that? Was it He Man? Was He Man's? No, it wasn't He Man's no. sword. No, Whose sword? Who had the lightsaber sword? Like on. That's it, yeah. Thundar. That's Thundar. the one. What a great name! My, sounds like one of my son's characters. He comes up with five of them a day. Thundar. You have a laser <laughs> sword, spikes on his shoulders, <laughs> underwear, furry <laughs> underwear. <right? laughs> Get to the Sudma chapter. <laughs> oh God! It started, guys. I didn't. I forgot it was happening, but it's happening. Uh oh. Uh -oh. The son of a gun, son of a beasting, Republicans' war on Christmas has already begun. Have you seen it? 
That's uh, so yeah, I have. I, have. I was I was hoping hoping you'd missed it and we'd get through at least one more episode before nope. you know it. No, nope. yeah, we're not even Thanksgiving. You, huh? I mean, if you're listening on the radio, you've already had Turkey Day, probably two of them, maybe even three. Um, and you're stuffed and you're tired of hearing about it and you're done seeing your, your folks. But hey, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, it's yet to come, and it's it's already started. Have you seen? The Republicans, they are going after the gay nutcrackers, which I never thought there was any other kind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're going after the, they, the gay nutcrackers and the, and the, and the handicapped black Santas. Um, apparently, oh, no. <laughs> it's too much for them. Rob, if you can look up any information on Republicans' war on black Santa and gay nutcracker. I mean, seriously, have you ever looked at the Nutcracker? Who, I mean, sort of shark, who's wearing pants that tight? (laughs) (laughs) That was a multi-layered joke, I like it. It was. All right. (laughs) You used to wear looser pants, like, well, then they can't see my... (laughs) But I mean, that hat, those feathers, that vest, the tails on that tux he's wearing... Plus, he's using his you-know-what to crack you-know-what. Uh, right. That's as bad as case you get. <laughs> I mean, uh, as far as I know. <laughs> it, it does seem pretty HMS Pinafore, doesn't it? <laughs> but no, this yeah, here, uh, really here's is a clip too much from for him. Fox News, I'm not going to play it, but it's it's <laughs> the, here's a quote from the show. Here we go. I think the majority of people... They can acknowledge the gay nutcracker and black disabled Santa has gone way too far. (laughs) Wow. I mean, Um, double spoiler alert. Santa Claus, disabled or not, white or black, is not real. (laughs) Triple spoiler (laughs) alert. A couple hundred Your years ago, Christmas trees Santa were considered pagan relics okay. by Puritans, <laughs> the same religious people who like Fox. And spoiler alert, Tchaikovsky, the guy who composed the ballet The Nutcracker, which helped popularize the dolls, was gay. So, <laughs> So... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. They just, gotta, they just gotta hate on Christmas. They can't take it. They can't take the Christmas spirit. I know. So I'm I just going to say to them, Merry Christmas. Happy, happy holidays. Hey, I did hear that they've canceled <laughs> Christmas in Bethlehem because of all the stuff going on in the <laughs> Middle oh. East. Well, I'm not you, kidding. You, I'm not yeah, kidding. you can't be celebrating Jesus while people are fighting. <laughs> no. Hey, you can if you're from America. <laughs> we like our Jesus at war. <laughs> hey, you know, here's here's a little little real life for you. So, you know, uh, local, um, you know, every little town has got their Facebook group, right? You know, what's going on in, in blah, blah, blah town. Yeah. And uh, so one of those, uh, this guy uh, posted... And apparently, I don't know if it was yesterday, day before, and I, and I forgive me because I don't remember what the day was, but it was some day of commemoration in the trans community. Um, and Great. so this guy had posted, you know, um, you know, something uh, commemorating that, right? You know, bringing attention to it. And and he was on, he was in favor of it. You know, I looked at his profile and he had, you know, pride things on there and stuff. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to make any assumptions about who he is or any of his immutable characteristics, but it was an issue that was important to him. And he chose to share it in one of these things, which took, obviously, a lot of courage. Um, Now, I saw the post five hours after it came up, 
and I expected, you know, that this guy would be clobbered with vitriol. Um, but there was only one comment, um, and it just said, nope, um, which, you know, uh, pay for that community, you know. But here's the problem. I'm sure they all were really proud of themselves for, re you know, refraining from making a comment. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, how many, you know, what percentage of the, the people on that, that Facebook page do you think identify as a Christian and are plunking themselves down in the front pew every Sunday morning? But, you know, that right there just proves the hypocrisy once again, and you see it staring yourself in the face. It's like, you know, the courage that this guy exhibited to do that, and, you know, I, I mean, literally, if Jesus walked in the middle of these people, they, they'd stone him to death. I, oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> stone him, they'd shoot him, shark. <laughs> yeah, right, they'd shoot stone him. Stone yeah, takes right, too, much, know, uh, yeah, stone, too yeah, much energy. Yeah, too much effort. They yeah, shoot yeah when you, you weigh 300 pounds, stone. it's hard to throw a bunch of rocks. You gotta bend over. You gotta bazooka that shoots stones. You gotta, you gotta find your. You gotta <laughs> well, find, you, first it, of all, you might you fall find off a good, your rascal if you're picking up that's rocks. That's true. That's gonna say, first of all, you gotta get off your rascal. Then you gotta find a good rock that's not too heavy, not too, not too little. You want some weight, but you don't want to be too weighty, right? And then you're gonna probably yeah, you're miss right. a couple times. Yeah, you're right. It would times. definitely be be an AR because you can you can fire an AR from the rascal. From the rascal. How you <laughs> right? You can stay on the ramp oh, of man. your of you your million uh, dollar idea. We need to make a, a gun rack for a rascal. With, no, with a mount <laughs> to mount the gun. Boys, we'll be millionaires yeah. by Christmas. Like a, Put like a yeah. 50 cow mount on a rascal. Somebody start up a truth social account and we go, we'll put this on there for sale. We'll be this is your tactical rascal. <laughs> tactical rascal. It's got some flags on it. I mean, this is, uh, this is easy. You want to make some money from these fools. <laughs> I don't know why we wouldn't. <laughs> speaking of Speaking of weird things in a small town, the other day I went to a wedding. My, uh, my cousin got married. And we mm -hmm. were driving through Cambria, and there was a sign, a homemade sign out in front of a dude's house that said, Trump, um, 20 years in 24. <laughs> oh, like, oh, what? <laughs> I can't believe someone's got that up out in their front yard. There's um, one. Uh, <laughs> I was heading somewhere the other day, and there's one I see in this yard. They had so many like homemade signs that they had made themselves, and the biggest one said, "Anyone under 70." <laughs> that was their. That was their big. That was their big want. Just not an old man. <laughs> well, I, they're not necessarily wrong. Uh, no, I, t no, I saw some not. some good news on the whole uh, the whole front of this issue, though. So, in England right now, the Tories are polling about forty points down, and if election were held today, they would stand to lose about two hundred and thirty six seats, I believe. Wow! Which would give uh, Labour a, a, one third a, over of the four hundred seat Whitfield. majority. Um, point though being is that. You're starting to see a major backlash um, in a population that is comparable to the one that we live in, not of apples yes. to apples comparison. Right. But, right. None, but nonetheless, you know, we're watching. I'm seeing a very positive trend, and that gives me a lot of hope. Um, now, our problem Ted is, is show once there, again, you know, I mean, all our guys are over, well, all our guys are over 75. Um, you know, and that's uh, yeah. There's nothing positive to say that's about the that. Babies. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Fucking ninety. <laughs> right. Uh oh. Oops. Sorry about that. I mean, we yeah. It's yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Forty minutes. 
June. Yeah, sorry about yeah, that. I think, I, I I'm thinking maybe myself. like we only have politicians who are between the ages of 13 and 35. I think that's, I'm serious. I, I, cause I want some frivolity, right? I, I want some craziness. I want some of that, but you know, I mean, you know, I saw an article the other day, shark, and I thought of you and it was this guy saying that what we're seeing right now in the 30 or no, the 25 to 35 age range and even younger is we're starting to see a complete revolt against the Rockefeller um, education slash work system that was created. Yes, where people, this People are starting to look at this and go, every study shows us that in a three and a half to four, um, four day work week, people are more productive, they work less hours, and, um, and work from home is a complete option that many jobs can do, and that it's going oh, yeah. to start blowing up as more and more people are like, I'm not doing 40 hours a week in an office for this crappy pay. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not going to college um, just to make me go to this place for a hundred and fifty thousand dollar education that no longer works. And I was just like, it's funny that the older people, it's like they stick to this attitude that basically they can say all the, they can give me all the reasons they want, but it all boils down to this: I had to do it, so you have to do it. Yeah. Well, that's right. So that's many right. people. Yeah. Uh, down to, yeah. I had to do I, uh, it. You have to do it. It's <laughs> no secret that uh, I uh, homeschool my son, and um, it's pretty much my job these days. And um, people are always uh, very put off by it because, well, how could he make friends? I'm like, he's got all kind of friends. <laughs> he goes out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he has play groups. You know. Does he's all in, kind of yeah, more activities than most kids are. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, uh, but basically, he doesn't have to get stamped in and um, all of his hopes and dreams beat out of him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, people are often like, well, you know, you have, when's this going to stop, though? Because, you know, by the end you have to go to college. And I was like, do you think college is going to be around by the time he gets to college? It's not. Well, that's it. Like, yeah, that's it. I mean, exactly. I shouldn't say it's not, but the, op- the thing of, like, you have to go to college will be people will be laughable. <laughs> Uh, well, because yeah, because exactly. of what Rob's saying, like people are just not going to care, and by the time it gets to his generation, they're just going to be like, "I have skills that I've learned." Because our whole thing is, what did we learn in school that is actually applicable to our day to day lives? Yeah, yeah. Reading and writing. Yeah, and not math. not just a here's a shotgun <laughs> approach that you know um, you're going to need some of this stuff, some of it you'll never use yeah. again. Yeah, um, um, you know, most you, of it, you know. Yeah. And then you tailor to what he is actually wanting to do, and it makes a world of difference that he looks forward to it every day. He's like, "What are we? What are we doing?" Like he, he of course. Um, and um, so, yeah. Why? You know, we always say like, "Yeah, trigonometry. Trigonometry. Well, I use it all the never." <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me all wrong. The, right, I yeah. understand that trigonometry makes us think in different ways. It's so very our brain do this. I get this. Yes, yes, but yes. It's very important to the world. But unless you're but, going to be one of maybe a no, hundred jobs in the world, the real point is, is, is you can look at someone like Holden. By the time he was ten, had figured out that um, he could get the school day done. In three and a half to four hours, what what really needs to be accomplished, if you yep. assume the schools are teaching some, can be done in four hours. Then they could play for an hour or whatever. School day shouldn't be much more than five five and a half hours. But yeah. we've set up a work system where people have to work eight <laughs> to ten yep. hours a day with commuting yeah. and whatever. So 
it's really it is becoming daycare. And and people oh, yeah. are figuring oh, it, it out. Is. Kids are yeah, figuring no it doubt. out. No the doubt. teachers yeah. are understanding yeah. really what we're doing here is this because we're not really allowed to teach them anymore or educate them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean well, it's, and, it's and a you joke. also have to consider, Rob, that you know, Holden might be able to complete that day in three hours. Right. The student sitting next to him, it, you know, that might be 12 hours worth of work Correct. for him, you know, that Correct. he needs to do in order to complete that day. Correct. So we've also got the, you know, this big issue, you know, in there of how do we bring the bottom up without bringing the top down? You yeah, know, I mean, the bane of, of every that. teacher's existence, you yeah. know, I mean, we can't, uh, you know, well, but I mean, with, where do I teach it. to, you when know? When we were kids, at least when I was a kid at Ina Gray School, which was not a wealthy or progressive bastion, um, mm-hmm. You know, like when I was in fifth Not grade. Not like that uh, snooty far Ina up north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. when I actually, was in actually fifth grade, Rob, Ina, at the time you went there, um, I wrote a paper on this. Ina was, at the time you went to school in Ina, it was the uh, per student, the lowest funded district in the state of Illinois. Yes, there you go. Um, so when I was in fifth grade, I would go up to seventh grade for reading. There were seventh graders who would go back to a sixth grade class for reading. Like, Everybody was going where they needed to be to advance and get better. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they decided to call that um, tracking, and it became the dirtiest word in education besides funding. And it all kind of fell apart <laughs> from there. So, you could run for office with that line, Rob. That was great. <laughs> but that was I mean? a soundbite and a half, man. That was good. But, you know, it's, it is. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And once upon a time, you know, I look back and I'm like, I can't believe how much critical thinking I was taught in junior high. Like, I can't believe it. At this poor little mm-hmm. school, you know, we were actually taught how to critically think that, you know, these things are actually going to help you in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk to these kids now and they're like, I don't know, man, we just, we don't have to turn in work and they pass us grade by grade. I didn't do anything and I graduated with a high school degree and now I'm sitting in college and can't, can't read or write. I mean, seriously. Oh, besides, really? besides a Yo, few good yeah. teachers, oh, the only absolutely. thing that the system taught me was was how to uh, be trainable. Um, yep. And mm-hmm. beyond that, anything that I actually learned, I learned while I was doing it after yeah. I had gotten the education. But, Experience. you know, the education made it possible for me to do the thing. Um, on the other hand, you know, here's a good example. So I sit around right now and I think, you know, man, It'd be nice to, to have the knowledge that you would get with a, a bachelor's degree in music, right? right. Um, but every piece of information that I actually need to know, I can get for free on, on the Internet. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or I can pay a nominal fee, which is, you know, I mean, a hundredth of what I would pay for a college, <laughs> yeah. you know, education. Yeah. And take lessons, you know, on the internet. Yep. Um, but point being is, and that's a good thing. I mean, we need to, well, yeah. you know, break down barriers to information. We shouldn't keep information trapped no, behind. I'll you give know, you an example. The other day, I was teaching um, um, some poems by Langston Hughes, and one of his most important poems, because it's at the early part of his career in the Harlem Renaissance, is the Weary Blues. I think I posted this on Facebook that I played mm-hmm. my students some blues music. Because they don't know it. They never really heard it. So I was telling Sam about it. And Sam said, do you know how much I would have loved to have had a music appreciation class that just focused on the blues? And I sure. said... Or any, um, any music no. appreciation so class. I said, <laughs> I said, Eastwood used to go to Ren Lake College and do presentations and teach on the blues and stuff like this. And I did a walk like, too. Yeah, and she's like, why didn't I ever have this opportunity? And I said, well, next time we're hanging out with Eastwood, I'll have him tell you about it. Because she feels cheated (laughs) that she was not taught 
more about blues music in our education. What would have been so bad to teach someone about? You see uh, what I mean? Like there's right? yeah, there's ways we could tailor make education. Oh yeah, absolutely. That because if your goal is music appreciation and usually it's to learn how to write about it, you could pick any mm-hmm. kind of genre, spend an in-depth time in it, and they would still learn mm-hmm. to research, write, do all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Oh, it's yeah. just it's like you're saying, a shark. It's the shotgun approach is just not. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. No, well, no. It's it's. But if you're if you're talking about a mass public education system, you know, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's difficult no. to get away from yeah. that. It's not not nearly impossible because all the things you're talking about. You know, if you go to a city, you know, like uh, well, you go to a city, and you know, let's say that you've showed aptitude in a certain thing. You know, you're going to be put into a, you know, there's a higher chance that you may end up in a school where you're allowed to specialize in that thing, be it, you know, a a performing art Mm -hmm. or, you know, be it a a STEM issue. Now, we we even do that out here with vocational education. You know, I mean, we're busting kids in to get, and, and voc ed's not just learning how to weld or whatever, you know, I mean, we're talking about CAD, we're talking about construction, we're talking about, you know, the things that we actually need to live and function in the world. Yeah, I mean, the rest of it's kind of academic if we don't have infrastructure, you know. South Park did a great episode about all this Uh, stuff where they were making fun of how nobody knows how to do anything anymore. Um, (laughs) That Randy is told by his wife that he needs to fix the oven door. It's not working right. And he yeah. cannot figure it out, so he asks Siri. Siri tells him. Finally, he ends up getting to a handyman, and the handyman is so overworked and is setting his own prices that the handyman becomes like a millionaire because nobody knows <laughs> right. how to do anything. And well, Randy's like, I tell you I though, don't but, even that, know what but a that's Phillips a head screwdriver is. What is this? <laughs> like, misnomer. Because th- think about that. I mean, you can go out here and kind of randomly, you know, pick pick three or four hillbillies, you know, that we live around. Yeah. And I don't understand how they can be so damn dumb in their in their understanding of the world, of but the, yet they can but, they can fix any damn yes. thing and get you yeah. going. They can help exactly you out, get right. you down the road yeah. without an issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. Like, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> and are happy to happy to help anybody and happy to ha- do it. Right, happy right. to do the right thing, but then you ask them a question about like helping out their fellow man with a little extra money, nope. and they're like, "Oh Jesus nope. Christ, you kidding me? No yeah. way! Yeah. Give a kid free yeah. lunch at no. a school for no. a seven year old." That's communism. Your, let me fix your refrigerator for free and teach you how to do it so you don't ever have this oh, problem absolutely. again. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I care about you, and we should do this give, for each other. That's it. <laughs> it's like, what did Literally you Literally give, give you the shirt off their back, but, yeah, but won't give a seven-year-old a free lunch at school. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Weird, weird. Hey, it uh, really is. Before we get before we get to the scary movie, Rob, I was going to ask you about, oh, shoot, I've already forgot what I was going to ask Inside every Republican, there's a decent human being just waiting to be hosed off. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. I guess I'll just get straight to the uh, scary movies here if we want to. If you're ready. Now, are you re- now I got a question. Are you watching these with Sam or uh, Sam? It, it, will dep- it will depend very much on what, what the subject matter is and things like that. By the way, mess shout out to OG. Um, we do not get to your review this episode because I still have not finished the final episode of Thirty Coins Season One. <laughs> try real hard to do it over Thanksgiving break. Um, so okay, do you want to like look up these and maybe see like, hey, maybe I'll check that out. <laughs> okay. uh, first of all, no shark. I, all of these will probably be a hard no for you. 
So first, yeah, yeah. First of all, I have like a just a honorable mention section here. Ah, maybe I'll get to that when uh, when we get to the end. Um, all right, you ready here? Number yep. ten, a, a movie called When Evil Lurks. Uh, Heard just of. came out. Twenty twenty three. Um, it is on Shudder, which, Rob, you actually will have Shudder because Shudder is a part of AMC, which I believe you have to watch that uh, their show you like about Dark the, Winds. Uh, Dark Winds. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Um, so it, is on, it will be on there. Um, uh, when Evil Lurks. Now, will I say it scared me? Um, kind of the same way Robert Eggers' The Witch scared me in the sense that um, it is extremely creepy. Um, and, um, off-putting, um, uh, it is about possession, but in, uh, in a way I have never seen before, um, and a more approachable and I, I hate to say realistic way, <laughs> but, um, it is, uh, so that would be number 10, okay. uh, when evil lurks, Argentinian horror film. Um, number nine, I watched a long time ago. Um, once again, gave me a uh, horrible uh, sense of unease, is what I will say about it. And I'll preface all these. I, I, I don't know if they're necessarily scary, but they sure are um, um, whatever. And that was a movie starring Guy Pierce called Ravenous. It is hard to find. I believe I have it. Um, 1999. Uh, yes, okay. Uh, about um, post-Civil War outpost yep. in Colorado. Um, uh, that's Buck Compton's in it. You. The guy who played Buck Compton <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Band of Brothers is in it. Oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> yes. Uh, David Arquette has a small and actually pretty good role in it. Um, uh, highly interesting movie. Very creepy. I don't know if it holds up, but Ravenous is the uh, thing. All right. Okay. Uh, the next movie, number eight, uh, is called The Orphanage. It's a Spanish movie, I believe. Um, and the orphanage is the first ghost uh, movie I have on here. Most ghost movies are not going to creep me out, but the orphanage does it because it's literally it's ghost children. <laughs> it's in an orphanage, um, and it's Spanish, which gives it. They take their horror real serious over there. There's no uh, they don't laugh about their horror over there. There's no jokes. They take everything serious over there. <laughs> Nobody Especially ever suspects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> 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 so the orphanage uh, number seven I doubt it holds up at all it's probably laughable but the first time I saw it when I was young it, uh, it's a movie called Threads uh, Threads and it's about uh, nuclear war in New York I believe okay and um, I remember being very uh, I was really young when I watched it but being very like hey ya ho ya not feeling very very creeped out uh, after watching Threads <laughs> Now, it was probably from like 19, I feel like it's from like 1986 or 7. 84. So it's probably, oh, gee, so it's going to be real cheesy. <laughs> it's probably not going to hold up <laughs> at all. So maybe that one shouldn't be on the list. Now, the next one, um, this is like a real life uh, horror, the kind that would actually maybe scare you. And that is the original The Hitcher. Oh, I love Rutgers that movie. Horror. You guys love seen The Hitcher? I love that yeah. movie. 1986. Yes, 1986, The Hitcher Man, Rutger Hauer, is just terrifying in that movie. 
Um, that movie, yeah. And once again, I don't know if that necessarily scared me, but it sure. Um, I don't know what the word for it is, but I do no, not it, like it's, Rutger Hauer. No, it is. It, See it, Thomas it's Howell and Rucker Hauer. Yeah. Yes, it's such an intense movie. The whole semi scene at the end is yeah is uh, very horrifying. It's horrifying. It's a horror movie that is actually horrifying. That's hey, that's what I I'm, think I tried to watch that as a kid because I like C. Thomas Howell, and then now that <laughs> then that's why I don't like. I mean, Rutger it's not side out with him playing volleyball, but you know. <laughs> Yes. All right, next on the list, I got, we're getting short on time, um, the Japanese movie Audition. Um, once okay. again, uh, horrifying. But all the good parts are censored. Yeah. <laughs> that was clever uh, that was, on a lot of levels. <laughs> now, I will warn you, it's slow as all get out, so it probably shouldn't be that high on the list, but as far as horrifying movies, it is horrifying. Uh, next, we have um, Henry... Uh, portrait of a Serial Killer. You guys ever watched Henry Ser- Portrait yes, of a Serial Killer? Yes, yes. Um, also horrifying and very, almost a little too realistic um, in its portrayal. Um, and I've never been able to take, that guy's a great actor, but half the time I'm watching him, I'm just thinking of Henry <laughs> Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, he's so good in it and, and just creepy and scary. Um, at number three... I believe this is a Korean film. It might be Japanese. It's called A Tale of Two Sisters. Um, probably the most masterfully done ghost story, I think, ever. Um, and it's creepy as all get out. It's, it's, uh, okay. They do a thing with a girl. This is going to sound stupid. They do something. I'll just put it this way. They do something that a lot, most every ghost movie probably does. Um, but they do it so differently and so chillingly that I could not put it on the list. There's a scene that literally made me like want to take my covers and like pull them up to my mouth, to my face and cover up. Um, okay. Uh, next we have, this isn't a horror movie, but it is horrifying. It's a movie called Crawl. Probably 2019. Uh, Crawl. Yep, 2019. Um, a lady goes, there's a hurricane, lady goes to see why her dad hasn't left his house. He's trapped underneath the house in a cellar. She goes down there to find him. It's like a big, not a cellar, it's just like a, the underneath of a house. It's oh, huge. yeah. I remember and, this. And then what happens, oh, there's, uh, to escape the uh, storm, alligators have gotten in the crawl space uh, with them. And he's he has been injured by one of the alligators, and there's this they're just stuck in a basement with giant alligators. Some are underwater, some are not. Um, and it's uh, really intense, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's like the kind of real life horror. Anytime you put uh, somebody with a creature who's underwater that you can't see, you pretty much got me. Right. Same as if you put if you put somebody in a cave. Um, underwater, you 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 pretty much got me going. But crawl's the best example of that. Now, last but not least, I have a minute to uh, explain this. Uh, and I've tried to get you to watch this one before. Is Barbarian? Um, oh, why yeah. do I like Why do I like Barbarian so much? Uh, I was listening to an interview with Zach Krieger, the writer and director of it, and he was talking about this book he was he had read by a uh, personal risk 
assessment guy. And he was talking about your intuition and um, these things called pings, personal um, intuition notifiers or something like that. Um, and it's basically if you've been walking down the street some night and felt somebody walking behind you and thought like that person's not is up to something. Um, if you're a decent person, not just racist or something, that's a that's a ping. That's a uh, hmm, there could be a problem here. Um, and he said women are like three times as observant as men because they have to be because it's built into them. Um, so their pings go off all the time, like on a daily basis. When somebody says something, they're like, that guy's not trustworthy because blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he wrote Barbarian specifically um, with that in mind um, and with the intention of a, a, a lady viewing it, a woman viewer, how many of those he could pack into a scene but then justifiably turn them around. Does that make sense? Yeah. So every time, and it, it happens, and that's why my, my wife agreed. Like She was like, yes, that's the scariest movie, especially in the last 20 years. Um, she said, because as a woman watching it, every three or four minutes, I went, uh-oh, that, that, that's not good. You need, you need to leave right now. What that guy just said or how he just said that is a ping. And it made me go, nope, get out of there. Get out of there right now. This is not going to go well for you. But then he would say blah, 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 and it would be justified. And then the girl like, oh, I get it. He said that because this. He said, so then you kind of settle down. And you go, okay. It was just that. And then five minutes later, he hits you with two more of them. And you go, uh-oh. Okay, okay. I was right the first time. You need to go. He's not good. Get, get out of there right now. Um, and then what Barbarian leads to is um, uh, just the moment when, it, <laughs> when you actually figure out what's going on. Is so terrifying. <laughs> it really, it really will get you, like the got you moment of that movie. Um, and it's I have not stayed at a B and B the same or an Airbnb the same way since I watched that movie. I tell you that much, because <laughs> that's what it's about. It's about being in an Airbnb. And um, so yeah, that's my number one for crawl. Okay. And uh, we are out of time for the radio show. Um, so WDBX. We love you and thanks for listening. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, you already had your Thanksgiving. All right. <laughs> Have a good Christmas before we forget that. See you next time, everybody. Love you. Are we uh, still going for the podcast? Fuck it, hey. Fuck it, hey. Right. God damn. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Fuckity fuck. 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 Mother motherfucker. Wow. Mother motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mother we can't fucker. end on fucking crawl and hello is scary fucking shit. Jesus Christ, man. I, know, I, <laughs> Chuck, I didn't even ask you a single time. I should have been asking you. I, I was running out of time, is why I was burning through about how you no, felt no, about yeah, each, I was how he felt that's about why I was staying out of your way. Yeah, no, I didn't it, you know, that one time I had thought I had something clever to say, I said it otherwise. I yeah, I was serving I was serving the bit, baby. Would you watch crawl? <laughs> it's not a traditional horror movie. No, uh, fuck fuck no. But but wasn't there a, a Polly Shore character named Crawl? I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of Crawl, the Crawl, the movie from the early eighties. No, no, no. It's because it's the girls. I'm pretty sure it's son-in-law, but his dad's like, "What you crawl, crawl?" Oh, I didn't get to my honorable mentions. Here we go, real fast. Jordan Peele's Us, unbelievable, creepily creepy. Not, I, I think that might be his best movie. Um, a movie called Host. It's a short little uh, computer-made movie 
meaning like a shot during pandemic from off of people's computers. Yeah, it's really scary. There's a new house new movie called Hell House LLC Origins Carmichael Manor. I know it's a mouthful. Expertly done. I love the first three of them. They were just guys that learned. Now, right. bullshit, man. You can you can put me in a haunted house, but you cannot relieve yourself of liability while doing so. That's just something I'm not going to tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've talked about it before. Good night, mommy. Uh, it's also on this list. The German Good Night Mommy, not the uh, American Good Night Mommy. Um, the movie Antichrist with Willem Dafoe um, and Willow Creek. By Bobcat Goldwaith found footage movie about Bigfoot. That's scarier than you think it should be. <laughs> Way scarier than it ought to be, I guess is what I should say. Uh, coming from the old Bobcat. Uh, he makes some crazy movies. Um, yeah, anybody got anything else for the folks before we get out of here? Sort of our profanity. I'm all caught up on uh, Crapopolis. I know I've talked to Rob about mm. it. Uh, I, have, we, uh, <clears throat> I, I fear that it might be a, a, a husband-wife show. We have to, we've talked about it. It was one of those, like, oh, I want to watch that with you because my wife likes the uh, what we do in the shadows and has become a Matt Berry fan. So I was like, well, Shark said well, it's pretty good. It's not bad. It takes, you know, if I wasn't a Dan Harmon fan, I don't think I probably would have given it the chance. Um, yeah. It takes about three episodes to kind of get on its feet. And once it does, it quickly becomes apparent that it is, it's the standard. Dan Harmon must have had a fucked up, childhood <laughs> yeah. fucked up relationship with his family because literally every show is about families where you find it um mm-hmm. and this is no different i mean that's ultimately what this boils down to is a mixed group of people who you know kind of have to be a family and they're learning how to be one so it's you know at the end of the day it's the same Harmon message you know and i like i said it it's not it's not great by any stretch of the imagination um and if if Harmon was a nobody and walked in and uh, this wouldn't be on the air if he wasn't if he hadn't uh, had success with Rick and Morty, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, it's Futurama uh, to the Simpsons, but it's but it's not gotten good yet. <laughs> you know? You know? Uh, yeah, I got you. Uh, I feel like I had a few things. Oh, I was going to talk about all the streaming people I've found to listen to over the past few months and some of the benefits of that. But uh, let's not do that. YouTube's hey. got a bunch of free stuff on right now in their yeah. movie section. Go check it out. Bunch of good stuff. Uh, I shall, I shall. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, the holidays are coming. Don't let them get you too down. Uh, keep your chinny up. And uh, here comes Santa Claus. Let it snow. <laughs> Let it snow. Must Man, we're getting no Santa, snow this year. Must be Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> What's the... Uh, I hear it's not going to snow this year because we're having El Nino winter. <laughs> I hope so. I hope the boy keeps his, keeps the damn snow away. Half the snow. Oh, wait. No. Fuck the snow. Sorry. I, I am uh, El Nino. Chris Farley. <laughs> That's Spanish for... The Nino. <laughs> uh, I can't watch that Saturday Night Live. He looks like he's dying in front of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, I know. He <laughs> really does. He looks horrible in that episode. Um, anyway, all right. Yeah, I waited, went, ended on a <laughs> real up note. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> that's usually my. That's usually my role. <laughs> didn't uh, Chris Life Farley? Sucks. Didn't it's all uh, family. <laughs> didn't family of yours, Rob, see uh, Chris Farley uh, in Chicago doing shenanigans? Uh, Friends of the I family, yes. Said that what you Long. saw was what you got. He'd fall on bar tables and bust them. <laughs> yeah, he. He yes, he was always on. 
Uh, that's kind of sad to hear, but also great to hear. I, 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 you know, that's what you want to see. Uh, sad for him, <laughs> great for us. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we meant, uh, I fear he might have just burned out and become, become uh, a nobody, but uh, anything would have been better than that Matthew Perry movie. Uh, yeah. So I guess <laughs> on that note, goodbye, friend. Adios. Goodbye, Peace. friend. Get it? Oh, that was that was not cool. All right. <laughs> Could I be any worse? <laughs> See you later, everybody.